The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in. This is Joshua Sasso, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. I want to welcome all of you that are listening in, maybe for the first time this week, or, you know, if you're a return listener, we always are happy to welcome you back to the prophetic voice of our time. So we've been talking about, um, with Pastor Chris, he's been talking about how we need to expect that the manifestations and that the blessings of God are going to begin to flow in our life. And specifically, God's going to be raising up in the body of Christ. He's going to be renewing those of us that are called to the transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence. He's going to be renewing in us and raising up those talents and those gifts that maybe were hidden away for a while, maybe were hidden, but he's going to be developing and raising up new talents and new gifts inside of you but we need to remember our call and our purpose in doing it and i hope you guys have been uh, following your instructions as we know our first instruction to prepare for this move of god is we have to take inventory of all of our life every area of our life our relationships our finances our business practices every area of our life we have to take it into account and anything that's not in line with god's perfect will with the way that God wants it to be, we need to remove it. That's our first instruction. And if we can't do that, how can God trust us with more if we haven't put into order everything that he's already given us, right? If we haven't put into order the things that he has already given us, how can he trust us when we have all the power, when we have all the influence, when we have all the finances and resources to do whatever we want? How can he trust us to keep that in line with his perfect will? Right. So I hope you guys are doing that. We have to take inventory of our whole life because God is leading us to the promised land. He is leading us to the place to where his kingdom will be established in every sector of society. You know, we're all sons and daughters of Abraham, right? Through adoption. And Abraham, he was called Abram at the time, right? But when the Lord called Abraham, he said, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to a land I will show you, right? And that land that he was showing Abraham was the promised land. And then he said of Abraham, I will make you a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse you. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Now we, as sons and daughters of Abraham, we also are partakers of that calling. Just as God called Abraham out from his comfort zone, out from his family to a promised land, so we are being called to a promised land. Okay, And so some of us are being called to the entertainment sector. Some of us are being called to the business sector. Some of us are being called to education. Some of us are being called to science and technology. Some of us are being called to politics, okay? If God has called you there, that's your promised land. That's the land that God has promised you. And we know the Israelites 
they were sent to the promised land and they had to topple giants right there was there was fortresses they the walls of jericho were built up high right they had fortified cities with kings and nations there was giants in the land okay we are being sent to the promised land to overthrow giants to tear down fortresses that have been there for so long so that we can establish the kingdom of god just as god established the nation of israel right the nation of israel was god's chosen people were given sovereignty over the promised land in that same way god is giving the body of christ sovereignty to whatever sector he is sending you and here's the cool part you will be made a great nation in that land and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through you all the nations of the earth will be blessed through you manifesting your calling whatever god has sent you see so it's not just for ourselves right many times as christians sometimes we get a tunnel vision right well god i really i really desire to get married god god i really just want my house paid off god i just really want my car paid off god i just i'd be happy with a nice job and a nice house right and to be happily married many of us would be satisfied with that right but god doesn't seek to bless us god doesn't seek to give us influence and affluence just so that we can live a happy prosperous life no it's so that we can be a testament to his goodness pastor chris often talks about three criteria to know if something's from god now three things are one it will benefit you that's a given right if god blesses you obviously it's going to benefit you but two it'll benefit the people of god and three it will give glory to god so we are not just prosperous for ourselves but we're prosperous unto god and that's why if you have something that you are pursuing after so hard but it only benefits you it only satisfies your own personal desires you really need to sit back and think is this really from god does this give god glory does the purpose of god manifest in this right and the thing is too we have to understand the whole earth is waiting for us as the body of christ to be made manifested here on the earth in romans 8:19 it says for creation waits with eager longing for the revelation of the sons of god god's creation itself cries out for the sons of god to be manifested to be revealed on the earth to be operating and to be in authority to be ruling and reigning here on earth the creation of god desires for it to happen and we have to understand that when the body of christ is in authority when the body of christ is doing things as they ought to be doing and it is obeying god as they ought to obey god and is in authority like they're supposed to be in authority as we said we're not just the ones that benefit but really all the world around us benefits as well okay all the world around us benefits when we enter the promised land that god's given us and establish his kingdom 
we often think about, you know, the Lord's Prayer, right, that Jesus prayed. There's a line that Jesus says where he says, Thy will be done, God, on earth as it is in heaven. Now, when you think about what that means, right, God's will to manifest on earth as it is in heaven, what's heaven like? Have you ever thought about what heaven is like? Well, heaven is a place where there's no sickness, right? There's no disease. There's no suffering and anguish, right? But the glory of God is everywhere, ever present in the atmosphere in heaven, right? And Christ, when he prayed that prayer, said, God, may your will be manifested here on this earth as it is in heaven, that the glory of God would completely saturate the atmosphere. That's a future we're working towards, okay? We need to stop limiting ourselves to, oh, we're going to have a revival, right? And people are going to sing hallelujah, and people are going to get healed, and they're going to go home and go on with their lives, okay? Heaven manifested on the earth means that God's glory is ever-present everywhere, every sector of society. There's not a place you can go where his glory, where his presence, where his goodness isn't touching. That's what heaven is like, to be completely saturated in the goodness of God. And here's the thing, too, because even non-believers benefit from us obeying God. And we have to understand, brothers and sisters, because the people of the world are suffering, okay? The people of the world are absolutely suffering, because they've been fed lies, they've been living in the world system for years and years and years, and they've been suffering because of it. But the reason why is because the body of Christ, we step down from our position of authority. You look at the education system. The church has no influence in the education system, right? You look at the entertainment sector. Where is the church's influence in the entertainment sector? No, they all operate according to the world system. It's all carnality, it's all violence, it's all sexuality, right? It's all vulgarity, right? As we stand right now, the church has stepped down from their influence in media. But God is giving us a path to change that. That's why he's put, and I know many of you feel it, put in people's hearts and called them just as they call, as he called Abraham out from the place that they are to the entertainment sector, out from the place they are to the education sector, okay? Because he's sending the body of Christ to those sectors to topple strongholds, to overthrow giants and kingdoms that stay there so we can establish the kingdom of God, okay? And it's not just for us. The people of the world are suffering. You know, you look at millennials, for example. Millennials have the lowest marriage rate in generations where they're unable to settle down, when they're unable to commit to a long-term relationship. They're getting older and they're winding up alone. They're winding up bitter. They're not having kids, right? But what were they taught when they were young? Oh, well, you know, promiscuity is fine, right? That's what they were taught. For the young ladies, they would say, well, you can have sex with whoever you want, right? Just go on birth control. Just have an abortion. There are no consequences. 
for sleeping with whoever you want, right? With dating whoever you want. You won't experience the consequences of it. Well, now they are reaping the rewards of that. And there's actually been the amazing thing is that and much of this research has been hidden away, but there's been research done where the more sexual partners someone has, the less satisfaction they report in their long-term relationships and the harder time that they have. They have a harder and harder time connecting with people and committing in long-term relationships. So the young women of this generation have been told a lie, right? That they can be promiscuous with no consequences, without any consequences whatsoever, because it's just fun. It's just fun, right? There's no problem with it, right? And men are affected just the same with the promiscuity. You know, many times they'll even tell them, well, pornography, right? Pornography is completely healthy. It's completely natural. Even though there are numerous studies showing that pornography also affects somebody's ability to connect with other people. And it affects ability to get aroused by regular people. These are lies that have been told to this generation. And they are suffering now because of it. I was reading a report from some psychologists who have been analyzing the increased reports of anxiety, of depression, of suicides. How many Americans are on antidepressants? Those people are suffering, and they don't know the truth. They do not know the truth. This report that I was talking about, the psychologists found that in the past decade, suicides amongst young boys is up 25% in one decade. Amongst young girls, suicides is up 70% in young girls, one decade. One decade where the young girls and the young boys are still being told lies by the world, are still being told lies because the church has not been the example it needs to be. The church is not in the position it needs to be. Instead, we have given the institutions to the world. Entertainment is run by Hollywood. Technologies run by companies like Google and Microsoft, right? We've given our authority to the world. So we have to understand that the people of the world are absolutely suffering. I was reading this horrible story about this four or five-year-old child in Canada. And the child approached the parents, young boy, and said, hey, mom, dad, I am actually a girl, right? Because that's what he heard in school. Like, I believe I'm a, a girl in a boy's body. And so the parents started putting him on hormone therapy, started putting him beginning a sex transition process, right? At five years old, before the child ever reached puberty. And this is a very famous young child and they Canadian media dresses it up you know they say oh look at this super glamorous child drag queen and they dress them up in dresses and makeup and all this stuff the child is now nine or ten years old has been on estrogen ever since they were five 
before they've even reached puberty, okay, because they've been on estrogen since five years old, their genitals haven't even developed well enough where they can even perform a sex change operation on him. Now, he will forever live with the consequences of those actions. He will never be able to have a normal life because he's been on estrogen ever since he was five years old to where his body couldn't develop as it would normally develop. He is now forever condemned to live life as an outsider, as an other, because of lies told. And often the body of Christ, we will treat the transgender and the LGBT community with contempt or even hatred. But we have to understand is that those people are absolutely suffering. Those people are dealing with all sorts of turmoil. You look at the transgender community, the suicide rate for transgender people is between 30 to 50% before and after sex changes. Okay? They are absolutely lost. They have no idea what to do with themselves. They have no idea how they're supposed to fit in society, how they're supposed to live their life. They are completely lost and confused. And so nearly half of them are trying to commit suicide. That's why we, as the body of Christ, we have a responsibility. We have a responsibility. We have to reach out to them in love and show them the truth that they are valuable and worthwhile just the way God made them. You know, Jesus, he, he reached out, right, to the people that were rejected by the Pharisees, by the elites, and he raised them up out of their situations of despair and turmoil, and he gave them a path to righteousness. Now, God has given us an opportunity, brothers and sisters, okay, because the foundations of the established elites in politics, in education, in technology, in entertainment, they're all being shaken. Right now, they are all being shaken because God is setting up a wave that is going to sweep through to uproot the principalities, the fortresses, the strongholds that have been laying in those institutions for so long. We are at that crossroads right now, brothers and sisters. We are at a crossroads to transform this nation. Think of Joshua. He led the people of Israel into the promised land, right? And they came against strongholds like Jericho. And what did God do? He knocked the walls of Jericho down. They didn't even have to wage war. They didn't even have to get siege and knock the walls down themselves. God knocked it down for them. And the same came with every king that met their path. All the armies, God fought alongside Joshua as he went into a habit, the promised land. That's what it's going to be like for the body of Christ if we prepare ourselves, if we ready ourselves, because he's paving the way for us now to enter the promised land. So those of you that are called to the business sector, those of you that are called to the entertainment sector, those of you that are called to politics, you need to get your house in order. You need to prepare yourself because we are at that crossroads now. But here's the thing. Jesus speaks about when casting out an evil spirit, an impure spirit from somebody. This is in Luke 11. 
he says that when a spirit is cast out, it will wander trying to find a resting place. And if it does not find one, it will try to go back to where it came from. And if the host that it returns to is still empty, so they have not been filled with the Spirit, they have not been taught the foundational principles right, of the Bible, they, they haven't been instilled with the principles of the Bible, if that vessel is still empty, it will bring seven of its friends and re-inhabit that vessel so that they will be much harder to cast out. So in this crossroads, as God is paving and blazing the trails for us and uprooting strongholds, if we, the body of Christ, are not ready to step in to the education sector, to the technology and entertainment sectors, if we are not ready to take up our position and this opportunity passes, those strongholds will be refortified seven times stronger than they were before, and it will be much harder for us to uproot them then. And I'm here to tell you that we can't afford for that to happen. We can't afford to have another decade where the suicide rate is increasing at the rate that it is, where depression is increasing at the rate that it is, okay? Where in anxiety amongst people is increasing at the rate that it is, where the marriage rate is declining at the rate that it is. We can't afford to go another decade like this, brothers and sisters. So I'm not telling you this to get you depressed or to get you upset, okay? We should be filled with such conviction, such purpose, and really we should be humbled because God has given us such an opportunity, brothers and sisters, to truly reform this nation. And we're going to see it for generation after generation after generation. And if we rise up and take our place, we'll see transformation in the world as well. Well, they will be blessed too. Many of you know the story of Joseph. Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers, right? And then he, uh, you know, was bought by Potiphar, became the head of Potiphar's house until his wife wrongfully accused him, right, of coming on to her. Then he was thrown into prison. And then from prison, he became the second in command in Egypt, the prime minister of Egypt, right? Joseph was handed power, influence, affluence, because he showed himself faithful in all those areas. But here's the thing. So Joseph was risen up because there was a famine coming, right? So through divine inspiration, God gave Joseph a plan to deal with this famine. But here's the interesting thing, okay? So in Genesis 41, verse 56, it says, When the famine had spread over all the country, Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold grain to the Egyptians, for the famine was severe throughout Egypt. But here's the next verse. And all the world came to Egypt to buy grain from Joseph, because the famine was severe everywhere. And we know that Joseph saved not only Egypt, but also the people of God were spared from the famine, including Joseph's family, but also all the world was spared from it. That's just the same as the calling of Abraham, right? Through you, 
all the nations of the earth will be blessed. That's the opportunity that we have. So you look at the depression, the suicide rate, all these problems in society. We, the body of Christ, have the answer. And we, the body of Christ, have the ability to bring the world to the light. And this is just one other quick little thing that I want to end on. But we see that in the story of Joseph, it says that all the world and all the Egyptians came to Joseph, not just to be given grain and food, but it says, all the world came to Egypt to buy grain from Joseph. What is that? Brothers and sisters, that's the transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence. Because Joseph has the market share for all the grain in the world at that point in time. God is ready to give us the market share to where not only will we be helping people, but we'll have the money, the power, and the resources that everyone will be coming to us. That's where lasting revival will happen, brothers and sisters. Well, I hope you guys receive the call and start putting your house in order. We have to take inventory of all of our life and listening and receiving what God has given us. Amen? Well, that's all the time that we have for today. As always, if you want to support this broadcast, you can go to SOGMI.org and hit donate. Every one of your donations helps and keeps us going and keeps us spreading this message out to the world. We know that we actually have an international audience through our podcast, so we truly are expanding and getting that message out there. So again, if you want to support us, go to SOGMI.org and hit donate. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, God bless you.